Game days will never be the same. Love and broken dreams. And then winding up at a strip mall talking sports. With Ozzy the Sports Junkie. That's only one chainsaw gargling, razor blade eating voice. And Joe Bucks fan. There's going to be a real buzz about this teamer. A pregame show to pump your Bucks game day to a new level. All season long, Ozzy the Sports Junkie brings you insights and outrage. Your judge on your performance and his performance is Crack a cold one and crank it up. I long for the day when I can smoke my legal weed with my legal hooker on my arm and go down to 7-Eleven and place a three-team parlay on a Saturday afternoon. Buck Sundays will never be the same. I don't know what the problem is, and I don't know how to fix it. Oh, my. I see the sports junkie back in the Stately Studios. For the No Holds Barred podcast. Oh, it's a sensation sweeping the nation. And only one man could help me. Well, wander my way through the forest of life, kind of stepping in the mud puddles along the way, because he stepped in them before me. And he'll, he'll tell me to avoid them occasionally, but sometimes I do it just for fun. Ladies and gentlemen, Jake Jacobson. I love this hour a week of No Holds Barred with Ozzy and Jake. It's awesome. And, I, and I'll tell you something, though. I, uh, I worry about you because you have a very, uh, how can I say it, uh, crazy life. It is kind of nuts. Very soap opera-ish. But you know something? It's a great life I lead because I've had, my life can be all this and not all the happy parts I have. And that's what but, you know, people don't hear the, a bad we get here about a half an hour before the program because it takes you about a half an hour to set up, which I respect because you know. do it yourself and I just sit here and I listen to your life. Oh, I like to touch base with you. And it's unbelievable. Every single week, something happens. It goes, it's like a roller coaster of up and downs. And the fact, and, not, and I don't mean to say this in a kidding way. Yes. Because it is, I am kidding around in a certain extent, but it's a serious conversation. Yeah. The fact that you haven't committed suicide is a testament probably to your wonderful girlfriend, Lori. It, it's, it is a blessing. I have two wonderful daughters to keep me that too, level-headed. That too. I wouldn't want to do that. My mother, I love dearly. I That's wouldn't want to do good. that to her. But is anything more selfish, not to get all heavy with the show's beginning, but just a, a note to anyone out there. Things always get better, don't they? You can be down and down. There's nowhere you can turn to. Things always, because we've all been there, like, oh, fuck, I am done. I, yet, how am I going to do How am I going to pull my ass out of this of jo- uh, this hole that I've dug myself into? And now you look back and, and you did pull yourself out of it. It's so that's my faith. It's and, called faith and hope. And it's not a religious thing when I say not faith. It's just belief in yourself. That things will come about. Exactly. And that's, you know, I've been up and I've been down. I've been a, literally a pirate, a pauper, a pawn, and a king. And a poet. And yes. life hands you, life is a roller coaster. We, I, it's the oldest expression, but none truer. You get high highs, and every high high, there's a low coming. So obstacles brace, are, brace yourself. Obstacles are in your way. I tell my kids, I didn't want to scare them as a... As you know, young kids, get I just ready, said, get ready for heartbreak. Get ready for jobs not yeah. going through. Get ready for you know, you ne- might you might have a gorgeous house now. Maybe in ten years, maybe you might be in a smaller apartment. And but guess what? It doesn't mean you're there forever. Get your ass back up to the to the penthouse. Yeah. It, it happens, man. Things jump in your way, whether you're driving a car or walking the streets or watching TV or in, wherever you are. There are always going to be obstacles being thrown your way, and you gotta. You got to be smart enough and have faith in yourself that things will turn around and things will go in the right direction. And people, a lot of people think, "Oh, when I hit, you know, I hit fifties or something, or hit my sixties, when I'm mature, these things will all keel out, even out." Is there ever really a time, I, Jake, I, in your life when you're not 
obviously you learn from your past. Hopefully, that's the key to life. I think is learn from the mistakes, don't do them again. But there's always rough seas ahead. Look, always the mistakes are made a million times, and that's where we'll go to the ye old faith. And the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because this is what I talk about suicide. A, I know how passionate you are. What a segue. Well, it is a segue. Because, Very nicely done. Because you got to you know, this is where I look at Jameis and the, and the week uh, that he had. And the yeah. week he had over the last two weeks or over his five-year or four-and-a-half-year career. Yeah. you got to have some faith because you can't blame it always on the youth of uh, Jameis and the learning. Because look what ha- happened to Phyllis Bribbis this Monday night against Kansas City. Four interceptions. Yeah. The reason why Eli Manning is sitting down and Daniel Jones in New York is playing quarterback for the Giants, it's not the fact that he's a rookie and he should be taking the place of Eli. It's the fact that Eli continuously over his career, despite two Super Bowl championships, made mistakes over and over again. So you know what? You kind of learn, but you really don't. You're right, but you, you hope to improve on that. Now, Eli had the advantage of playing for a better organization, you could say, and more talent around him. And defense. And a defense. And a catch from David Tyree that basically, that otherwise they would have not won that Super Bowl. Um, but they got to the Super Bowl. They got to the Super Bowl, and they, they're they a team. But Boy, you talk about a kryptonite for uh, Bill Belichick. It's the New York Giants. They seem to have his number in big games, don't they? It's called defense. Uh, if you put Tom Brady on the ground, the, the, the Patriots aren't the Patriots. Well, but no one's done it since. It's any quarterback needs an offensive line. Any running back. I mean, the great ones can get away with it to a certain degree. Right. But you need to. We talk about this every single week. It's it's everything happens from the line of scrimmage. Defense and offense. It's in the it's in the it's in the trenches. It is, and that's where I I looked at Sunday's game as well. I, inevitably. I don't see any way, shape, or form that, that Jameis Winston's going to be in this team next year because, quite honestly, they don't have the money. They don't have the cap room to give him $25 because they have way too many but no, glittering but holes. But nobody is. He doesn't need $25 million to be successful financially. He's already got the money. Right, but he's not going to play for five. But nobody else. Well, then you. Well, no, he's not. But if Fitzpatrick can be as a backup uh, now with Miami, he can get $10, $12, 13000000 million a year. There's no reason why Jameis can't get it as well with the Buccaneers. You, If you want to replace Jameis, and I get it. Keep him right? as a backup, as you're saying? I, I guess no, I've... no, no. Unless you find a starter, you pay right. him another year's worth of 13 or $14 million. That's just the way the going price is of a starting quarterback in the NFL. Well, and tw- if you're great, you're going to make more. He's getting 21 this year. Well, he's not going to get it next year. He's not deserving of it. Well, you could say he leads the league in passing. I mean, that's that's the argument. That's I'm just giving what, you the same. What, yardage? Yeah. Well, that, that's yeah, but, bullshit. That's but, where that's where stats lie, Jay. But his his pass. I got the the stats up here for the year. He's under sixty percent. He's at fifty nine point six percent. Horrible. Yeah, he has thirty thousand, uh, three thousand yards. Okay, he has nineteen TDs. He has eighteen interceptions. That's not a good ratio. And that's hey. not a one year. That's not a rookie. If this was his rookie year, you could say that throw the two the horrible ones because they're always at critical times. They're on their way back to maybe getting in that ball game on Sunday, and he throws a pass to a guy. That was just brainless, and that you wouldn't see in a, a quarter, a high school quarterback make. And if he was a rookie quarterback, even the second year, you could say, "Ah, jeez, I can't wait till he grows out of that." He's not. He's going to do that his whole career. What makes anybody think that next year he's going to amazingly just turn into Tom Brady? His best game this year, and maybe in a very long time, was probably the game three weeks ago against Seattle. Three hundred thirty-five yards, two TDs, no interceptions, a one hundred three point nine rating. That's excellent. 
You also had a very good one against the Rams. The Rams was, I thought, his high water mark is a, a Buccaneer. Three eighty-five, four inter- uh, four touchdowns to one interception. Ratings one twenty. And again, I know, I'm not sure exactly what the ratings, I, how they come to this yeah. figure, but it. One twenty is a good rating. I think one forty-five is the highest you can go. Something in that area. The bottom line is, the one thing about Jameis, you know, you're going to get from from each game is he's going to have a roller coaster. He's going to have his good moments and he's going to have his bad. If he can ever figure out how to just get more to a level of good moments, he could be a really good quarterback. Well, so because he could put up good numbers. So could Tim Couch. So could Jamarcus Russell. No, no, no. So could no. all those guys. Well, they were great in college, Jake. Well, what happened in the pros? Tim Couch lasted, what, maybe two years with the Browns? And that was it. At least Jameis has verified himself as a quality quarterback. Whether you like him or not, he does, like I said, a game within a game goes up and down, throws you a great pass, throws you a bad interception. If the Buccaneers do release him and do not sign him for whatever he's worth, there is somebody in the NFL that's going to pay him. Not $21 million, not $25 million. But somebody will give him twelve or thirteen million dollars to be their starting quarterback, and if You're not, right. somebody's going to pick up uh, paying ten million dollars to be there just in case their quarterback gets injured. Oh, absolutely, and I think it'd be the best thing for him to maybe sit behind a good. You know, I said when he was out there in uh, Seattle, I said, "Now there's a guy he could learn from because he's about the same size, same type of player as Russell Wilson." Yeah, but he's never going to play unless Russell gets hurt. Good. He should sit there and practice and watch how a pro freaking operates. Yeah, but Seattle... It is, it's all in the eyes, Jake. I, the I, more I, I hear it, every week I hear it from the opposing team. We watch Winston's eyes. He never deviates from his target. And they say, the Buccaneers said the exact opposite about Russell Wilson. We had no fucking idea where the ball was going because he's all over the place. Well, Jameis hasn't learned at this point to look off receivers. You know, what is it? The uh, uh, They have their... Uh, what do they call it when they the go... The primary, to, then the cut, yeah, check they, down they, guy. They check down, so they got... And a great quarterback just have that innate ability to do that. Right. It is very difficult because I, I don't think – I never played quarterback except in touch football with my friends. I couldn't even imagine what it's like when you have possibly minimum three guys rushing, possibly four, four. Then you have a possibility of two guys coming in on a blitz. And to look over a field in a matter of two or three seconds, check, 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 and then find the guy – it is unbelievable what these quarterbacks have to go through. That's why you have You're these right. levels of right. great quarterbacks to average quarterbacks to backups. And there are perennial backups who just sit there over a 10, 12, 15. Don Strock was one. Fitzpatrick had a couple years as starter, but basically his primary, primarily has probably made close to $100 million being in the NFL for 12 or 13 years, primarily as a backup. Well, you know, I said on Sunday... The, the throws that he did make, he made a couple where he zipped it in there. He and hit he one can. to Scotty Miller, yeah. But the problem is he makes more bad passes than good, and you can't have that if you're looking to turn the corner and get to this team in, in above 500. And a five-year sample is big enough for me. I don't. How about Trubisky in Chicago, Jake? They faked a freaking injury. They faked an injury to get him out of the game to get Chase Daniels in the game against the Rams on Sunday night. He's crying on the sidelines, and then the coach comes up and goes, how's his hip? He goes, I, I think he hurt it on some. Uh, we're going to look at it. Is it left or the right? He goes, yeah. It is very. Uh, they don't, there's no patience in big cities. It, 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 there's no patience anymore. That's why quarterbacks, when we were growing up, guys were sitting for two, three years. Aaron Rodgers is the only really guy who's done that. The last, yeah, he's the last guy to sit. Eli Manning sat, I think, two years watching under Kurt Warner before he took over. But basically, when you get it, when you need a quarterback and you bring a rookie in, he's basically, you get him in there, let him learn on the run. And that's what I was arguing with Doug Fernandes, longtime Sarasota Herald Tribune columnist who just says, who cares, so what? I said, what do you mean, so what? 
Look at Lamar Jackson. First year. His second year this year. He didn't start. He didn't start, but by mid-season last year, he Absol did. Enough yeah. to let Joe Flacco go. Enough to let Flacco. It was, yeah. Was it the first year or the second year? I think it's his first year in, out in Denver it's this first year. first year in Denver. Yeah. Well, it, point is, you can bring in a guy from college, and they can. Watching that kid out of Arizona. Sure, they might not win a lot of games, but he's an effective quarterback. Year one. He, yeah, uh, that's but, the well, difference. That, that's, I don't want to see that. In a perfect scenario, Jake, here's what I'd like to see. Jameis is uh, not picked up. They, they have too many too many holes that they need to fill with that $25 million. $25 million can be 10 for a left tackle. You can move Smith over to the weak side. Maybe uh, there's a lot of talk that your running back up there in, in New York might be one and done. Levy and Bell? Yeah, he might be f jettisoned. To where? To free agency, my friend. To I, Splitsville. I, I haven't heard that. I've he, heard it twice on in in uh, football rumors. But I will. Well, rumors aren't coming out of New York because I haven't seen it in the Post or the Daily News. Yeah, it's not a big media town. That's the that's the hub of New York sports is uh, New York Post and Daily News. But I will tell you one thing: the difference between Antonio Brown and Levy and Bell. Antonio Brown was just a nuisance to the team. That's why they got rid of him. You've seen what's happened since. Right. Levy and Bell sat down because he felt he wasn't getting paid what he's worth. I respect that because he sat the whole year. Gets traded to the Jets. The Jets have had all these problems on the offensive line. They're losing games left or right other than the last two weeks. And you know what Levy and Bell has been? An unbelievable soldier. He has been supportive of the Jets, the decisions they've made, and certainly a big proponent and support of, uh, of Darnold. And well, that is important to a young player to look at Levy and Bell and say, you know what, here's a guy who's not running well, not because he's not a good runner, because the offensive line has not been able to open, open up holes, and he has said nothing but good things about the organization. And if the Jets do get rid of him, there'll be a lineup of, guy, of teams that will take him up. Oh, absolutely. He was the prize pick of the, uh, of the offseason as far as running backs. I thought David Johnson would get some play. He's actually started turning on a little bit out in Arizona. He's not done yet, but... We'll see the running back isn't their biggest but need. You, well, you want to break this down of what the Buccaneers need, and I can do the same thing with the Jets. The bottom line is how much money do they have? Who are the free agents out? Do they hit fill position that your teams need? And who in the draft are you going to get when your draft pick comes up? All What's that. The most, you know, so oh, it is. Yeah, well, you that. can sit here and break. We need this, and we'll pick up that guy. I don't know if they're available. Are they available through trade? Will they, trade, will they be able to work things out? There are so many variables. There's always, a, there's always a quarterback that's the hot shot backup that's going to get too much money. Maybe the Bucks go out and get a, a, a little bit of weather, a little wear on the tire, uh, a.k.a. a Cam Newton, an Andy Dalton. You know who's going to be available out of Jacksonville? Uh, Super Bowl winner Nick Foles. Well, first of all, if I, I'm not looking at Andy Dalton because he's immobile, all right? Well, and he's lost in the playoffs. You can blame that on Marvin Lewis or just Cincinnati as a whole. Andy Dalton is a valuable quarterback. But, Somebody, buddy, if you think he's better than Jameis, okay, then pay him the $20 million. He's, he's I, not going to get $20 million. I, I don't think Andy Dalton is the answer to Jameis Wilson. If no, you, I'm just throwing, if you're, I'm, if you're just I'm thinking, throwing names. If you're thinking that throwing they, names. you just need a change of scenery. Would you, take, would you take Cam Newton? Absolutely. I would take Cam Newton and a rookie off out of the first round. I mean, that then we can see this quarterback whisperer called Bruce Arians. I think he was handed a hand that he couldn't deal. He had to, he had to hold, and that's why he's just blatantly defending. That's another bizarre thing. Okay, I understand holding, sticking up for your quarterback, but now he's getting hostile about it. Or he's—I should say—he was. But I, man, Jake, I saw a beaten down man in that press conference, and my God, did you see Winston in the post game? He's—I felt bad for him, man. Once he was hobbling off the field, I said, "Get him out of the game! Don't ruin his career. Keep playing. You got a backup quarterback." 
Get him out of the game. He doesn't need to be on the field. He's not doing any good for himself or the team. What if he breaks an ankle? They'll never make another penny. I, I was so looking forward. I kept saying, bring Griffin in. Yeah. I, I, Oswald needs to see Griffin. He's I, six years in the taxi just give squad me a look. and part of this give team. Me a, give me a look-see. Give him a look-see. I mean, the guy's never taken a regular season snap in his career. He's made $5 million. He's gotten a million a year for five years. Have you ever heard of a quarterback for five years as a as a practice squad? I've never heard of such a thing. It's, well, again, these are long, guys who are going to make some money. They, they might never play down in the NFL, and they're going to make some money. Well, I was impressed last year. He came in a lot bigger and a lot thicker, but, you know, who knows? That's well, uh, My plan. My future plans sure as hell don't include Ryan or Brian Griffin or Peter Griffin, for Christ's sake. I... <laughs> I expected the Buccaneers to put up a better game. You thought the Buccaneers were going to win? Yeah. My thinking is, if Saints are as good as everybody expected, they had a I told you this last week. What a pathetic performance at home against Atlanta. Six sacks allowed. And and now Ryan's back at quarterback off the injury, and they demolished, what was it, Carolina? Carolina. I mean, just took them apart this week. So maybe Atlanta starts moving up the ladder again. But if you expected the Saints to throw another egg, this past weekend against the Bucks at over in uh, Ray J, right. it wasn't going to happen. I don't know if they were going to win, but I certainly expected a much better effort by Drew Brees and company. I, uh, the only reason it gave me p- possible uh, reason for an upset upset pick, which I called for Saturday night, was a uh, Lattimore, the defensive back who covered Evans in Game One and shut him down, was out. They were sorting a true rookie against Mike Evans. I thought, wow, he could f- have a feast. He wasn't even targeted late in the second quarter. I don't know what that's all about. And the fact that they had two rookies starting on the offensive line that let up six sacks a week before to the freaking Falcons. I thought maybe the Bucks finally get some sack, big number sacks. So didn't happen. Look. I'll tell you, the first five, six, seven games of that uh, drives of that game, or not drives, but plays, like the field was tilted, Jake. I mean, every single Kamara, 30 yards. Thomas, 40 yards. Were, Kamara, 30 well, yards. I mean, it was like they weren't they're playing five on 10 or well, something. They, they were, again, they were pissed off. They were coming out, and they were showing you, you know, we're aggravated from the previous week. We're taking out on the Bucks. The Buccaneers, you could say anything about Jameis Winston, the quarterback situation, all that. The biggest op- opponent for the Buccaneers right now is themselves and the secondary. Until they rectify the secondary, whether it's get a, a shutdown corner and a guy who can uh, roam the field as a strong safety, right. they are doomed because every team seems to eat up that secondary. They do, and they don't run the ball at all. The Bucks are number one against the run in the NFL based on no volume. Nobody's running the ball. Why run the ball when every single pass is 20 yards? So what is what do they do? What is this Todd Bowles character? You know him well. He can't. I know Sophie's got shit. All all four at any time or your nickel package. If you have five on the field, all five of them are, are complete disasters. They can't do anything. You got to be able to uh, change something up. Well, switch, get, change your freaking uh, uh, game plan. Something man on man. Go to a different kind of zone. T- Tampa two, Tampa twelve. They might have tried a million different schemes and, and none the of them court, work. Because I, I trust Bowles as a defensive coordinator. I do too. You know, so I, they don't have the personnel. The defensive line is solid. The, the linebackers seem to be solid. That, that's a great point you bring up. How about this? Since they're not going to run the ball, there's no there's no threat of running the ball. How about dropping back your linebackers and have a couple more guys for pass coverage, but then they'd throw it underneath, wouldn't they? I don't know the answer. Football coach is an evil. Football coaching is an evil science. And when you have shitty players, but another bizarre thing, Jake. This, listen to this. So they cut, they cut Vernon Hargrave, a guy they weren't going to give his twelve million dollars. Did he play it off in New Orleans last week? No, no he, he went to cut. Titans. He, he went to Titans. He went to. The, he went to the Titans. Uh, picked him up. No, he went no, to the Texans. It. Okay, Texans. he went to the Texans. If they would have waited two, 24 hours, they could have got him for nothing. They picked him up still while the waiver tag was on him, so they're on the hook for a million. But he is a former 11th round, 11th 
overall pick. And he, to truth be told, his first season was not bad. He started out this season pretty good, but after two games, it was just a shit show. All you saw was the back of his jersey. And I thought that was a shot across the bow. I know that's old news. I thought that was the Buccaneers, Arians, Lights, and I don't care where you're drafted. Nobody's safe. There's some. So I'm picking up some subtle hints. I'm picking up subtle hints from Arians when he said three weeks ago, the decision on Jameis will be made after the season. And when I sit down with the Glazers, I'll give my honest opinion, and I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. If his ankle is okay, I agree with Arians. And I, I, I look, I see it every single day uh, because I work at Publix. I meet hundreds and hundreds of people. I know which ones are the sports fans because they know me and we chat. Every Buccaneer fans is just like you with Jameis. They've had it. But my thinking is I, I start running the ball a little bit more. If you don't have any faith in Barber or Jones, then they also have to look at a running back situation. Well, I, t- they don't truth run the be ball. Told, truth be told, they are getting some production. Well, it, something's better than nothing. Last year, Roe Jones had 12 yards or something ridiculous, and Barber, he had a paltry 600 yards. They, they said he was a feature back. I didn't buy that at all. At least they're getting something out of Jones. They're starting him at least. I think he's one of these, one of these runs he's going to pop. Every single run he looks like he's about to explode, but then they're down by double digits, and then they don't well, run the ball. This is why you got to run the ball, though, Oz. If, if Jameis is, is, is throwing interceptions, so open up the running the passing attack by running the ball. If you're not succeeding, try, try again. Other than Jameis's three runs, yes, they had a total of 19 carries. That's it. They gotta carry the ball and run the ball more. Establish a running game. It might help Jameis first of all in the long run, as far as throwing downfield. It might also keep the other team off the as they eat up the clock. Keep the other team off the offense. One would one would think so, wouldn't they? I have to harken back, and I'll make this a quick little synopsis. Last Saturday, in these Saint times, uh forum in the AP Times Times, whatever the Tampa Bay Times Times, um, Tom Bassinger had an article. Very interesting numbers. I'll make it quick. 60 games into Winston's season, 60 games into his career, the Buccaneers are now 38.4% as far as winning their ball games from 76 to 14, which is it's unfair to throw him in back to 76. They were 38-4. So they've won less games in, in the 15, in the uh, four, five years that Winston's been here. This year, 14, you had th- three more. What do you have? Four, three or four on Sunday. Yada, yada, yada. People think that if Jameis sucks, the game goes to shit. Not entirely true. In the losses, he's got, or should I say he's got 24 wins. Now, these are not updated numbers. 6,000 yards, eight touchdowns. 39, uh, 6,000 yards, eight yards of uh, average, 39 touchdowns, and 17 picks. Okay? He's got 40 losses now. He's got over 11,000 yards in those 40 losses with 63 touchdowns and 55 interceptions for a rating quarterback, a completion rating under 60 and a quarterback rating under 80. You're not going to win any games like that. Here's how the Bucs win games. Here's how they win games. When the defense, nothing to do with Jameis whatsoever other than they're on the field a lot, when they pick up, when they get one turnover, they win a percentage more. Two turnovers are close to 500. Jake, when the Bucks defense, no matter Winston comes, stays, lays, or prays, three turnovers by the Bucks defense, be it fumble, interception, they're fucking 13-1, and one, my friend. 
Now, you can't sit around and wait for that, but the fact that he averages three... Jameis averages an interception and a half every game. That's 10 points you're receding. It's insane. You're starting the game in the hole 10 points. All right. Last week, I called myself the dumbest man on podcast and radio. I reiterate that today. You've gone lower? Uh, Yeah, I'll tell you why. (laughs) The stats I gave you, this is even worse than I gave you before. The, the, The 19 carries minus Winston. Yes. That was the first game against the Saints that they lost, what, 31-24? Yeah. This Sunday, this is unbelievable. All right, I know they were trailing, and they were down 13 after the first quarter, but you can't give up the game at that point. They were down 20-7 to at halftime, 20-7. to Right. The total yardage, Winston had two carries to 23 yards. They had six carries amongst their running backs the rest of the way. You cannot win games when you give up the uh, give up on running the game. They had six carries the whole game. They're running backs. That's it. Well, how can you win that game? Well, the, the, Mr. Bassinger, if I can find it really quickly, there is. He's got a. Uh, they've got a, a little. Compared to New Orleans, had twenty-eight rushes, compared to six for the Buccaneers. That's why, not just Drew Brees throwing balls downfield, no interception, three touchdowns. That fact is, yes, they have Kamara as your running back, but the bottom line is they don't give up on the run, and the Buccaneers have not showed consistency as far as trying to establish a run all year long. Well, would the fact they're down by two touchdowns have anything to do with it? It's early in the game. They're down 13-0. Doesn't mean you give up on a game plan establishing a run. Sorry. I had some great numbers as far as running the ball. And there's no direct correlation, believe it or not, between running the ball. They said running the ball, well, it shortens the game. If a team tries to shorten the game by running the ball, they're limiting themselves to less plays. And if our team is down by two touchdowns, they're cutting their own throat by running the ball. Tick, 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 tick. But if you're running the ball well, you maybe you score a touchdown or a field goal. You get yourself in the game. Hopefully you get a defensive stop. You just keep beating up on the defense by running the ball, and hopefully now your passing game can come into effect. All right, well, here, and I'll get off my this Bassinger thing. It was, it was a fascinating piece because everyone seemed to uh, reference it in the Buccaneers' circles. There is no evidence, this is according to Bassinger, there is no evidence that running the ball helps a defense. There is no relationship between the amount of, of time, a defense rests and its effectiveness once it returns to the field. The assertion of that is relationship is bunk. That's BS. What do you say? That, that, that it, the time the defense rests and its effectiveness is not altered whatever by running the football. No, by I time would, off. Well, first of all, by the, a break. You need the defense. To, look, uh, you can run the ball three times and three and out or run the first one, get no yards, and you have third and long, and, and your defense goes back on the field. Defense needs a break. Exactly. Especially as the season progresses. You're, you are tired. You're practicing every week. You're gearing up game plans, different game plans every week. Yeah, you need to be off the field. But you have to establish a running attack. You beat a defense down by running the ball and then throwing it. Or you establish a running attack after throwing some short passes, opening up the field. you got to look. The secondary is now off the line of scrimmage. They're playing back because they're expecting a pass. Right. And that's where if you, get the, if you can get past that first layer of defense, the defensive line, the running game opens up. That's where the, running the ball makes it effective because you can't cheat back when you know that they're going to run up from the line. You got to keep it, your linebackers in. You got to keep your safeties in. When they know they're not going to run the ball, everybody drops back and it's just cherry picking time. And for a guy, and and I hate. Oh, that's the last crack. My last crack on Winston will be this. Sure, it will. Okay, the pocket <laughs> is not the most, most beautiful pocket in the world, 
there, there was ample opportunities where he had a three to four second window to get rid of the ball, and he just holds the goddamn ball forever. And then when he throws it, he does not throw a tight pass, and he overthrows. Every pass to Winston was at his feet. He did hit Scotty Miller and Godwin in motion for touchdowns. I'll give him credit where credit's due, but it, it just too inconsistent. And, and, and as a Bucks fan, I've seen enough. And, and if we're having this conversation next year, I got to question my Buck uh, fandom. Well, I, I will tell you this, Oz. If I'm the Buccaneers, yes, he was a number one pick. Let's take away the fact that they let Hargraves go. Right. O.J. Howard had zero. I don't know how many targets he had. No catches. He had, he had one catch and he fumbled it. And Bright had 10 catches for 73 yards. Let's, let's be honest. Career day. The guy is a good tight end. A really catches balls. He makes clutch plays. More touchdowns can, than Gronk. You can count on him. In the red He's zone. a very good player. You want, there is somebody out there that knows the athleticism of O.J. Howard. You want to get a good draft pick uh, down the road, maybe a second round or third round pick to add to next year's pick? you got to trade O.J. Howard. He has not lived up to the expectations since coming out of Alabama. And, and Braid I, is certainly a viable uh, I, I blame, tight end. I don't know if I could blame that on, on Howard. I maybe blame don't know. that on the system. How do you not... You don't think Bill Belichick could make a, an effective weapon out of O.J. Howard? Absolutely. Absolute, game one, he'd be effective. I'm surprised they didn't go after him. I bet during, you. I don't buy for one second, Jake. And I put it all over Twitter, and Joe Bucks fan ran with it. I am not buying that he was even injured for two weeks. I think they were holding him back, shopping him. They wanted a number one pick to load up on a quarterback. There's also a theory going around. They're going to run Jameis into the ground like an old mule just to tank the season to get their best pick available and take the quarterback they want, Burrow, out of LSU. And I want to know this. Now the the uh, kid from Alabama's out. Poor kid. I mean, they say his career may be over. Tua, well, that might that's going to directly alter the Bucks' plans for next year's draft. Well, there's still uh, Herbert uh, of Oregon, and of course uh, Jalen Hurts. And, and Jalen Hurts. Why is Jalen Hurts rated as a fourth best quarterback? I because Joe Burrow's has been unbelievable this year. I don't like white guys. Else you <laughs> don't like white guys. These guys, the Burrows, uh, the Herberts. They can get out of the pocket and take it upfield when necessary, and that's all you need. You don't need Lamar, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, and give Jackson all the credit in what Baltimore did to annihilate uh, Houston this past weekend. These guys, uh, Murray, uh, Arizona, they were a different breed of quarterbacks. Yeah. But guys who can What's move the shelf out of the, life on them, though? You know, guys who can move out of the pocket, who can take it upfield, a John Way, Elway-esque type of player. These guys are... Uh, Burroughs has... Without question, in my opinion, basically, unless they he somehow throws the next, you know, interceptions galore over the next few weeks, if they get to the SEC championship, which they will, win that, take it to a title, at least losing the title, this guy's a Heisman Trophy winner. This guy is a stud quarterback who knows when to take it upfield and has a just a pinpoint accuracy thrown downfield. So, so if, if 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 I'm to understand the senator from New York, uh, if I for the record. You are opposed to a black quarterback, and you only like the white quarterback. No more questions, Your Honor. Guilty as charged. <laughs> Take him away from the courtroom. Thank you. If, you know, that, if that's if, what you <laughs> took from what I got, what could I say? I don't know. If, you, if I had been record, if the record could be brought from last uh, two months ago when Minja Jacobson said, quote, I think the Jewish quarterback would be better in New York. No further questions, Your Honor. I, I think you're out of order. <laughs> I think the whole goddamn system's out of order. Attica. Attica. Now, uh, it was funny you say that, Jake. Now, of course you're right, though. Burroughs is more of a pro style, but maybe the pro style as we know it's gone. Well, again, if you, uh, Darnold of the Jets, 
Another white quarterback. But a guy who is a prototypical... Looking, uh, looking uh, fantastic. A prototypical quarterback in the pocket, but he also knows how to roll out, get out of the pocket, throw on the run, which is essential, and if he has to take it upfield to pick up a first down and extra yards, he can do that as well. There is no more... Or you're not... Because the, off- the defenses are so quick this day and age, uh, offenses lines seem to not be able to keep up with them. Tom Brady... Now you start, yeah, they can win because they got a great coach and Brady is still smart, but he's frustrated and he let it out after the game against Philadelphia. Tom Brady will not succeed unless he gets Dan Marino type protection because he is totally immobile in the pocket. What would you say to this then? Because we just watched the, the career of Peyton Manning as he's probably go down the top three ever quarterbacks. He didn't take one snap under center his entire career because he was about as mobile as the Statue of Liberty. So Winsor, for a guy, he's got two left feet. They're covered in cement. Get him in the shotgun the entire game. Why would you have him been, be, take more time to lumber back and throw, throw throw his wobbly ball over somebody's head? I'd keep him in the shotgun the entire game. For a, That's why Manning was in the shotgun. He ran like a spread offense. I, how, look, can, how can we know these things watching it on TV and the guys are getting $12 million a year? Don't tell me, Jake, that Monday morning after that shit show, that, that Arians didn't sit down with all these coaches that he brought from all over the country to come here to to resurrect this team and, and to go forward saying, oh, man, anybody got any ideas? I mean, there, there's there got to be, I'd love to hear the, the, I'd love to be a fly on the wall and hear the conversations that while wow, they really feel about the quarterback and how they really feel about everything. Look, he is, I'm not going to sit here and argue the point that there are some issues with Jameis. He is an erratic quarterback who makes some great throws. And, and like I said before, in a, a game within a game, he's up and down. He can make one unbelievable throw, and you shake in. So why can't he do that more sure. often? And then throw a pathetically awful pass, no no direction whatsoever, into the hands of an opposing defender. It's it's mind boggling. Maybe maybe open up the game with short passes, slants, a wide receiver screens, and let this game develop that way. Get some confidence going, and go from there. Maybe that's the only thing. Is again, Man. go with the short passing game. Start the game with that and see where it goes. And that's we. I harken back to about three weeks ago when the in the Titans game, which was one of the worst set the game of football back about thirty years. They're still in the game. They were still down by a touchdown, and he lobs it down the center of the field. Godwin goes one way, and and Evans goes the other, and there's a lone yeah. Titan right in the middle of the field. You're telling me the two all-pro wide receivers ran bad routes, and they, it's continually their problem. I mean, the, the, there's no blame ever put on Winston. The the the, the coddling of this guy by Arians is just. I've never seen it before. I've never seen, but well, it's starting that, to crack. I saw it, Jake. I saw it. And look on, on Arian's face. He's always usually there patting him on the back saying, what are you throwing there? What are you doing there? He was very staunch. He was very just taking deep you, breaths. And I think he's finally starting to realize, look, I, I this ain't going to work. I was brought in here. And, you know, Fernandez didn't think, he's gone. They'll get rid of him. No way is he going to quit on a one and done. He is not going to have that perfect record. He's had a, a spotless resume of quarterbacks rising to prominence. So you don't hit on every every pitch, Bruce. I guarantee he gets like a Cam Newton and a Jalen Hurts. Then it's his own guys. Then and then if he fails, it's all on his ass. It, not all of this is bad habits of Jameis. And, it, and if it is bad habits, it can't take a coach a half a year to fix them. you got to give them time to work on it. Jameis just... As I said, you you know, before when we talked about it, there's an innate uh, talent or an innate ability within you. Jameis just might not have that ability right. to see the field and check down in a matter of split seconds 
and that's what he's got to do to succeed. And the first way to start, in my opinion, and again, I'm no coach, never played organized football other than touch, is, but I see it game after game, throw the short pass. Let the receivers and some of the running backs catch the ball, let the blockers go upfield, and let some of these great talents make some effort on themselves. Even if it's not 20 yards, four, five, six yards on a short pass is great. If you can consistently do that, I promise you things will open up, not only passing downfield, but as far as the running game. Well, and if, if you're you, only going to run the ball six times during the course of the game, give it up. You're not going to win. Yeah. I mean, well, they had the goal line stand on there. They got a couple runs up the middle and nothing happened. And then it's, there's a tale of two uh, games. They either get up early, 14 nothing, 10 nothing, where you're like, all right, they're looking good, and they slowly shit the bed. Or the other way, they are down big early, they rally, they rally, they rally, and then a bonehead pick at the last second and quells and, uh, and ruins any kind of comeback attempt. The only game that went against the grain was the game I went to two weeks ago at the Cardinals. They were down early, down late, and they, and they managed to win. So I, I think it's a broken record. I think it's an argument that nobody's going to win. And I think the only remember that movie with Matthew Broderick, War Games. No. Well, I go, I'm a little. Uh, I know the name, but I didn't see it. Uh, it was a, it was a movie in the '80s. <laughs> One of his first movies. It, it was about a computer that played this game of war that took over the the uh, defense of the Amer the United States. And the bottom line of the movie was it, it was thought it was a real game, life, and it was going to bomb Russia and we we're all going to die. So the the premise that it figured out how not to prevent it. The only way to prevent war is to not have war. That makes sense. So the only way to prevent this shit show is to not run this shit show anymore. And that would be to bring in a new quarterback. And I, I felt bad. I felt really bad for Jameis coming off that field. And when I saw him at the press conference, I'm like, I, I, I've said all season long, I, I came into the season with an open book on him. I'll, I will I forget all the sins of the past. But it's just hard. It's it's real hard to swallow that pill every every Sunday. And and, and this, is, this is the problem with doing this. Thank God we don't do this podcast every day because it would, it would be just oh, oh, monotonous it would be, talking about it. It would be monotonous it. talking about it. I'm monotonous. My phone on Sunday, as soon as the first pick hit, I said I was going to go to a Bucks viewing party. And I said, you know, I'd rather stay home with my lovely girlfriend and watch on TV. Neither one of us felt that good. It was kind of a cold, windy day. No, it was Beautiful. Great. but it was Loved a, it. Sweatpants, sweatshirt. Oh, loving. just you know what I like to do? You eat a pizza, so you get a little pizza grease. You maybe run one out real quick with the pizza grease. Cut that from the show. I don't want that hurt. Um, yeah, but sometimes, you know how I feel about house full of people watching the game. You can't watch the game. You got to entertain people. No, I, what I want is Jet fans. I had my, I was at my son's house. My, right. my two Howie friends who are Jet, big Jet fans from. New I remember York. them from back in the day. Okay, they're not dead yet. Rose and I Craig did. And Fuchs, we're all there. Just the four. Great of us. flannel gallery. That's it. Does he got a bunch of stuff in his garage? He's it, looking to get rid of. It, so we're there. We're watching the game. You How know, is Howie Rosencrantz? He's doing fine. Thank and God you. bless him. Yes. I remember he's a great guy. He's a wonderful guy. No sport. If we ever want to talk sports memorabilia, nobody knows it better than oh, him. I, does he got anything left? Attic full of uh, old uh, Sammy Sosa I'll jerseys? ask him. I will definitely ask him. But this is what we talked about this last week. I'm torn. Jets beat the Giants. Great. Now the Jets go in. Beat Washington. Great. This week they want Oakland. I want them to run the table. But by running the table, you're not going to make the playoffs. And you're going to lose a possible really high-end first-round pick. Well, you got to be happy, though. I knew you were smiling like a Cheshire cat when I saw that score come ah, across there. It was beautiful. The, uh, beating down the Giants. That was your Super Bowl, but ne maybe not. Maybe you can keep on going through the season. I'll tell you what. The, the, I didn't see the game, but I saw a condensed uh, package of it. Yep. Darnold's looking better by the game. Now, if he gets a little bit of time, and this is what I was talking about rolling out. The offensive line is awful. They had him rolling out more. He's getting more comfortable throwing on the run. 
looking downfield as he starts to make his move like he's going to run, drawing the secondary in, lobbing it over their head to a, to a receiver and picking up yards. And that is really important because as a, as a quarterback, what you want to do when you roll out is if you start to take the ball upfield where you still have five yards between you and the line of scrimmage, sure. you want to look downfield because if you see the defenders now seeing that you're going to run, they're automatically going to think, okay, he's going to run. I'm going to come up and make the tackle. And that usually leaves a receiver wide open. And he did that so often against the Redskins. And albeit the Redskins are not a very good team, but this is where you learn and this is where you gain confidence. You say to yourself, you know what, if I take the ball upfield but don't cross the line of scrimmage, I'm going to draw the defensive secondary towards me, which is going to leave receivers open, and I'm going to dump it out to them. So I tell you what, you... The future's looking good. They got to add some pieces, obviously. Absolutely. Couple, they need a big. I, if I'm the Jets, I'm looking for the biggest, nastiest left tackle you can find to protect that, your quarterback. And a pass rushing defender, which will open up the uh, uh, Quinn and Williams, who they picked up this year for, off of Alabama. Sure. As your number one pick. But it was that was a real shot, a heartbreaker, I should say, to see that Alabama quarterback go down. Too and early, then it, yeah. it throws off our, our draft because. I need to get deeper into what the hell the the uh, scouts don't see in Jalen Hurts. All I see him doing is throwing touchdowns. Well, again, you, well, he did it in the SEC first for Alabama, and yeah. Saban went a different route. And thank God the NCAA rules changed where you can leave teams and start for another organization. The fact is, Oklahoma got very fortunate to be able to get a guy like Hurst. And of course, they're in a uh, conference that is offensive oriented but Jalen Hurts certainly has the goods to be a very good NFL quarterback I know no doubt about it you were into that Baylor game I saw the beginning of it and they were getting killed I went out for something I don't know what happened it was like 30 I think they were down 20 at halftime to to Oklahoma Baylor was winning I think 33-13 right if I'm not mistaken and then things turning and that's what good teams do but talking about an organization or a college uh, uh, a college football team that turned things around Baylor was basically bankrupt they had they were you know their coaching staff everything was torn apart they were falling apart the bears no the baylor baylor (laughs) you know the baylor baylor and all of a sudden now they are a top ranked team isn't that bizarre it's unbelievable how quickly they turned it around it is crazy look at these numbers for hertz though jake 30 of 42 297 four touchdowns one pick i i said i'll take that I'll, i'll take that how about if they get the buccaneers do get a you know, a serviceable veteran. Maybe not the Cam Newton. How about Nick Foles? I, Nick Foles is a little over the prime for me. I don't know. Is no, he, Nick Foles. Forget about is he Nick 32? Foles. 32? He's going to get released from Jacksonville. They don't need him. They got Mr. Winky. Uh, Menchie. Minchie. Uh, he's not a Mench in my book. Whatever his name is. He, they're not going to. They can cut uh, you, Big Dick Nick. They don't need him. We, you they, know, got we, a, they got a quarterback. We lost our thought, a train of thought before because we were talking about... That is also the story about, of my show. We were talking about... Well, that's no hold bar. We're all it, over I, the place. I, the, best, the best thoughts in my head go right out the window when I start talking about... So this guy in front of me had a big boil on his neck and I was looking at it. It was winking at me and I, I had the solution for all the world's problems and I forgot it. Ozzy the Sports Junkie. I'm Jake Jacobson. No holds barred. Talking football. Let's get back then to Trubinsky from Chicago. Yeah, that was a bizarre Here's one. a guy who's number one pick two years ago out of North Carolina. Everybody, you know, he, they could have Lamar Jackson. Here we <laughs> go. You know, no. armchair quarterbacks, coulda, woulda, shoulda. Trubinsky has a kind of, you know, a so-so rookie year. Gets in there midstream, does okay. Last year has a solid year. Leads with that great defense, Chicago, to the playoffs. They lose because they don't have a field goal kicker. And this year, the shit has hit the fan, and they are now all over Trubinsky. What are they going to do with him? I I happened to be cutting through the room. I was in in my studio ripping up some guitar stuff, recording. 
I had the TV on, but I had the volume off. Of course, my girl's out there running numbers on every game. She hit big this weekend. Ooh, she numbers. is solid. Stay focused. Okay, solid. Stay focused. And I saw, she's like, you got to see this. I go, what's up? She goes, the, the, Trubisky's crying like a bitch on the sidelines. I go, what's going on? They're, they're pulling him from the game. I didn't think too much of it. Other than I said, well, that's what happens in major markets with quarterbacks who don't get it done. You think the Jets would have held on to Winston or the Giants or the Packers or the big markets? Any decent, the you name the team. I don't see a team in the league that gives a guy a five-year window for starters. Then it comes to find out. Well, when you're a number one pick and you do show glimpses of uh, ability. Couch was the number one pick. Well, Jamarcus Russell was the number one pick. Well, t- let's go back. Shit the bed. At least with Tennessee, all right, Tennessee. struggling with Marietta. At yeah. least they had brought in a guy with quality experience from Miami and Tannehill, from the Dolphins. The Buccaneers don't have that. You could say, say all you want about Griffin, but we've said it a million times: six years, not one NFL snap. That leads to a question I have. All right, let me finish the Trubisky one. Yeah. Come after the game, there is the Bears coach saying, "Well, yeah." He hurt his hip on some play. We're going to look at the film. What, his right hip? Yeah, I think that was his left. Yeah, that's what I said. So they're saying that there was no injury. They faked an injury to pull him out of the game and got Chase Daniels yeah, but, in the game. But there's a quality backup. Chase Daniels coming out of Missouri, a very, very good college Absolutely. quarterback. Well, and we, it's certainly a, a quality backup who, if you need to start like a Fitzpatrick has, he'll spend his career then you know, playing as a starter and then sitting down and Coming back as a starter when necessary. Okay, well, let's let's fast, don't flash, have that. Let's flash back to July, June, when uh, I forgot what he was signed, but let's just go to training camp. Training camp starts. Blaine Gabbert, laugh all you want, Buccaneer fans. He's injured. The guy was a number one pick five, six years, seven, eight years ago. Cup of coffee in San, in San Francisco, yada yada yada. He's a serviceable NFL backup at least. He can take a snap. He hurt his wrist. So get another goddamn quarterback. You're just going to go all season without a backup? Is this guy in an iron lung? He hurt his wrist. He hasn't been seen since. I think he's dead. You mean you can't get a single NFL quarterback to come in and a backup of some name that anybody recognizes? Well, there's also the idea, and we've seen this happen before, bring a guy who's retired at the end of the season by offering him... And this is a going rate for good backup quarterbacks, $10 million. Bring him out of retirement. I mean, Fitzpatrick has retired 46 times. He keeps coming back. Why? Because you're going to get paid $10 million. Right, and he manages to win a few games, as opposed to Jay Cutler, who got $10 million to come out of the booth. And I noticed he didn't get his TV job back. You notice that? That is unbelievable. Because they found out that he's such a sour red ass. He's just a miserable person. He's an arrogant He's a douchebag. Prick. And there's no way that he was going to be on the CBS package, I believe. And he came out of retirement for a $10 million check for Miami and did absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> there's a there's a viral video going around, Jake, of him from last season. Where they lined up like a wildcat, and he's up, he's lined up wide left. He said there was hands on his hips. The ball snapped. Doesn't even move. Doesn't even like. It's like he doesn't. At that point, he mailed it in. And you're right, though. There's usually some kind of Don Strzok like guy out yeah. there that you can go and call to. And the Bucks had Blaine Gabbert, and they, if they know he's out for the season, get somebody else in there. What the hell are they? I don't know. It's too who, late now. I, well, yeah. It's uh, and again, if you're going to look for the future for the Bucks, and even if it's a one-year future as quarterback, you got to know who you want out there. Otherwise, you got to let James uh, Jam- let Jameis play out the season. They're it's, going to. They're not making the playoffs. They got three wins. If they ran the table, they'd end up what nine and seven, something like that. 
and you got to let him play. But you got to figure out what you want to do during the course of the game. Make better adjustments. But if you want Jameis to have a semi-ability to succeed, I'm telling you, throw short passes. Oh, I th- you don't think they dummy the d- offense down for him enough? I mean, what are you going to do? Just go with a, a, an all-direct snap. I can't. I can't Wildcat it. I can't do it any. I can't talk about this team <laughs> anymore today. I, I can't either. Can't. Imagine having a, a, a... If we did this show five days a week and then did a pre- and post-game show, I'd, we'd kill each other. All right, let me ask you this. I'd kill then. myself first. When it comes to Miles Garrett, all right, we all oh, know... we got to talk about this. 23-year-old stud who is, uh, has been penalized numerous times for his actions on the field. Broke your Jets' leg, by the way. Uh, I can't that, really claim that one on. It was well, a, his leg was folding behind him. He's 23 years old. He's a pass-running, rushing monster. One of those guys who you can build a defensive around. And by all accounts, a great uh, guy. And, and, and uh, Terry Bradshaw uh, and the Howie, the, the, the crew, on C, they said they've all talked to him. He's a sweetheart guy and well, very even-keeled. Look, lost his head. I do understand that, uh, what's his name, Schuster, who's the quarterback uh, uh, for Pittsburgh? Phil Donahue, somebody Phil, like Phil that. Phil Donahue, Schuster, whatever his name is. I'm sure is. he'll get five he years, on, too. He's he'll, on the ground. Yeah. I know he tugged at Garrett's, uh, seven seconds left in the game, he tugged at Garrett's uh, 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 face mask. As to say, get off of me. And Garrett reacted, okay, he throws, rips off the helmet. Maybe that's a one-game suspension. Right. He takes it and throws it away. Right. But instead, he uses, uses it as a, uh, as a uh, flying object by smashing him overhead. Unbelievable. He's losing a lot of money in this. He's losing the rest of the season. If the um, if the Denver if the Cleveland Browns were somehow run the table and make the playoffs, he's missing that as well. At some point, you have to decide what he's going to speak with Goodell. Do it sooner than later. Let's make a decision on this. Let's not hold it over his head for the rest of his career. Find out what he says. See if he's remorse, and I think he is. And let's get him back in the league next year. I thought I thought it was kind of funny. And that's you, my opinion. A lot of people think he should be suspended for next year as well. Well, I think the it's a very, very dangerous and a slippery slope that the NFL wants to quickly put that fire out. Let me tell you something. Did you see when the uh, well, first off, the 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 naysayers came flying out of the 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 closet, Twitter world, and 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 other like worldwide when that thing happened last Thursday night. And half of them are saying, well, that quarterback from Pittsburgh needs to get suspended the same amount. He they started the whole thing. They My ass. First off, who the hell was blocking this guy? He came around the left side of that line. He was on top of it before he had the ball. Manage, Rudolph manages to get the ball off. He drives him to the turf. Okay, that's okay if you're a football player playing aggressive. But he kept grinding away on him after the ball had left his hands. And now they're saying, we kicked him in the nuts. No, I see it more as Rudolph saying, get the fuck off of me, man. He's just pushing this guy off of him. Well, he was on the ground. Again, he was pulling at his... And he was saying... I read it as, what are you doing? The play's over. Get off me. Well, it was seven seconds left in the game. game Yeah, he did pull it. He pushed his his side of his helmet just to kind of say, get the hell off of me. So he goes ape shit and wraps the uh, helmet off his head. And God forbid if he connected on that shot. He did connect to the side shot a little bit. You know what it reminded me of? Remember uh, Bobby Roseboro, uh, Jonesboro, whatever his name was, the Dodgers went out to the mound? Yep. With a no, 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 no. He turned and he Marichal. I think he hit the, did he hit Marichal or the catcher over the head with the bat? He hit somebody, he but hit he, somebody. Uh, Bert Camp, remember Bert Campanaris out there throwing the bat. It reminded me of something like this, but let me fast forward to Sunday. You know, the Goofy, we both talk about the pregame show. By the way, watch the uh, Clarissa Thompson tape again. Oh, no, stop. Um, it. It's still good. It's fantastic. Cold shower. Um, 
They started the show. You know Goofy Howie and all the, the fellas on Terry them. Bradshaw especially? They started the show, if you'll notice, if you caught it. They quickly went to a separate set with darkened lights, very serious, like meet the press type background. There was no jolly gagging. There was no glad assing. I mixed metaphors there. There was no hee-haw. They said, this is about as serious as it gets, and the NFL's got to do something now because if this, this cannot be allowed because then it turns into wrestling and they've got to quash it. And they all agreed. Hey, we talked with this kid before the draft and we talked to him since the season started and he's a good kid. He probably just lost his mind. But the, if they came down on Tom Brady for deflating footballs, I say the guy gets a, at least a half. Well, he's missing what, seven games this year? He's missing all this and if I, they make the playoffs. Gets, I say he gets half a season next year. Again, they're gonna. What, what I'm hearing is they're going to wait till the end of the season they're going to wait to talk to Garrett with Goodell and see how remorse he is. I love this, Jake. His after his postgame comment was, well, I just lost my head. I, I hope this doesn't overshadow our big win tonight. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> you know, but it, th- I'm watching the replay as we're talking now. That is great. I'm watching the replay of this. It's unbelievable that Rudolph did not get hurt on that play. It, with this, I mean, he hit him squarely on the head. I know it. Combination of the helmet, which is hard enough, and the face mask. And then I thought, Rudolph, he should have run, run, Rudolph, and get away from it. Get away from the microphone because, A, yeah, you're the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers for this week by default. But believe me, you have no future in Pittsburgh, my friend. I think Big Ben's done. Did you see him on the sidelines? He looks like Grizzly Adams. No, I, I think I... I don't know what's bigger, his ass or his beard, but no, his, I, I think he's done playing football. I think he's absolutely going to retire. He's got to be in his thir- high 30s. If he's not 40... Oh, he's th- I think he's 38. Oh, my God. So, why do they... That's a hell of a run in football. And he, he's a Hall of Famer. How do you just say... He's not a Hall of Famer. Two rings? Forget about it. Um, so, needless to say, they're going to... Uh, they're going to hit him hard, and I think they should. And they, they had to dole it out equally. And you got to defend his uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers who came in there and just started kicking and wailing. They turn around, and they see this guy banging him out, their quarterback on the head. you got to get defend your guy. And then how about the poor Brown? Well, poor, uh, nothing. He sees the quarterback going nuts after one of his guys probably didn't see the play from the begin with and just slams, body slams Phil Donahue to the ground. It was a full, it was a full gauge Five-star, absolute shit show. And Aikman and, and Buck in the booth were like, they were aghast, aghast as uh, you should by say. By the way, Roethlisberger will be 38 in March. He's done. So, I, hey. yeah, he's been, as we mentioned last week during our podcast, that he was, he's been, you know, threatening retirement for years. I think it's his time. I think Pittsburgh is not the team they once were. No. And I think it's time for them to start afresh. And he's not the, I mean, you're 40 years old. He's put on 40 pounds. In the last couple he's a, of years, he, look, he's a Hall of Fame quarterback. Absolutely, wonderful. So wonderful you rape player. a couple of people, but you, know, I, you know the difference between rape and seduction is salesmanship. I just—that's the way I see it. Jay. I just hope that Garrett, uh, when he sits down with Goodell, is really remorse about what transpired. Because the more I look at the replays, as I said, I've been doing the last few minutes and see how he took the helmet. And again, at that point, I, you know, I understand you go into these. I and I think it was Gronkowski who did it on Fox Sports. He talked about going into this uh, uh, blind spot in right. your head or, oh, yeah. where, or your blackout. The baby you, spot, the soft you, head. Where you, ra- you do something that after you do it, the moment you do it, you regret the decision to do that. And Gronk was saying that's what happened with Garrett. He, he could tell that he blacked out. He, uh, but you know what? When things like that happen, 
bad. I mean, thank God that Rudolph wasn't injured because this could have been a really oh, horrific could, injury if he it, really smacked him. I mean, it could have been a, a, a game changer for the sport of football. That's why they want to quell this thing and make sure that to set the president. And Gronk would know better. He blacked out two years ago and, and slammed the guy into the sideline. Well, they showed the highlight and he talked about it that the second he did it, he, knew he, he realized wrong. he screwed up. How about the fact that, okay, you're a goofball, you're Gronkowski, America's favorite goofy uh, Super Bowl winning tight end. The bow tie doesn't help you make me look smarter. If anything, a bow tie at Gronk makes him look like a circus look, clown. He is a character. I know, but. And he does this yearly cruise with, you know, and he loves to party and all that. I love him, but. And he's getting a little bit more comfortable on the air. It takes a little bit of time when you're sitting amongst guys who are not only Hall of Famers, but broadcasters that have been together for a long time. So you got to acclimate yourself to it. So Gronkowski, I've seen a little bit of more improvement. He's always going to be a little goofy. He's not going to be the perfect broadcaster, and I kind of like that. They could put him on the, the Clarissa Thompson sex tape before the, the, the uh, Howie show kicks off at noon. Hey, they, who knows? They might Get be Michael Vick off there. Know. Michael. Oh, what? stop with that. He's horrible. I mean, he's absolutely deplorable. Look, you don't think Coward's good, and I love Coward. I like him by himself. I don't like him in the, in the three-man. Fi- I'm fine with it. Okay. He's quirky. Can he's I ask got you a unique perception thing. of things, and I like to hear it. Uh, Jim Rome flew to – well, he did it especially specifically to go to this uh, – Not a fan of Jim Rome. Okay, well, that's not the point I'm trying to make. Okay. These guys who fly from L.A. to be on the show or from New York to L.A., like – like uh, New York to L.A., uh, uh, you're talking Strahan. about – Strahan. Haven't we come to a place in society and technology where you can just stay in New York and have a blue screen behind you and they just fake it? What are you going to be on the desk? Just a hoot nanny and uh, grab see, ass? Me, personally, if you're going to be on as an interview, that's fine. But if you're going to be on for the full hour – I like th- I like the combination of them all together. They don't need to be on the back. Well, the screen. reason I men- mentioned Rome, he's got the CBS deal. He flies there, and they set him off in the other room by himself, anyways. So he could tape that in L.A. and go back uh, and watch football. As far as I'm concerned, they could fly him to Siberia and leave him there. Oh, no, don't don't have the hate. Speaking of guys, I hated and now to turn the corner on is screaming Stephen A. Hole, otherwise known as Stephen A. Smith. I, it's I, I couldn't I, take him. He just was too so... Much. And his pause for effect His gets intolerable insufferableness. But I'll tell you what, in the last year, he's A, I've listened to his radio show, which is nothing like his TV show. He doesn't scream and yell. Just to scream and yell. He went off on America's favorite poster boy for inequalities, Colin Kaepernick. Yeah, he did. Oh, he goes, you want to play football? You get an organized workout by the NFL... And you cancel it. They fly from across the country because you want your own goddamn waiver sign. You want your own TV crew there. You want Nike to approve it and make money. I guess he really doesn't want to play football that bad. What an asshole. Well, that, that's Stephen A. Smith's opinion. Well, My opinion is for three years he's been out of football. He's taken a lot of heat, whether you agree with what he did sure. with the kneeling or not. The fact is he took the heat. He's been somewhat blackballed by the NFL. Of course. There's no, look, I don't think he's a he had a couple of great years at San Francisco. Harborough got him in there. They traded Alex Smith. He was off to Kansas got City. Got him in the Super Bowl. And it was good for both of them. But Callum Kaepernick, once Harborough left, kind of declined. But if you look at him, he's still a physical specimen. He's big. He's strong. He can get out of the pocket. You talk about a quality guy who can get back in there and be a part of somebody's offense, even the Buccaneers. Absolutely. I would think there's no reason. I get it why he wanted Film crews there. He wanted America to see that he still has the qualities to be a professional quarterback. The, the whole thing was kind of bizarre, though. Once I, it was explained, and as they were doling out, just not just Stephen A. Smith, but in general, 
Why do they? Why would they call a Saturday workout on during the NFL well, season? Well, that's what we talked about. Ridiculous. Tuesday's your day off. Saturday is a lot of time is your day of travel, or your walkthrough for the game. No, you're not going to get general managers and coaches to see. Not him. on that's a Saturday. Why, that's why he wanted it on YouTube so people can see not only the fans of America to see that he still has something left. But NFL football, you know, they're the professionals. Do you know why the NFL did not want any cameras there? Because they did not want it and, or didn't release what team sent representatives there? Because let's say the Bucks announced, well, they got a guy. They did. They went ahead and announced they were going to go look at him. And then they don't sign him. And then the fans can cry racist at their team. Oh, the Bucks are racist. They didn't go get him. Hey, I'd take Kaepernick. I'd take him this Sunday. If he's ready to go, well, he can get the start. He'll get the start up there in Atlanta, where I do not think things are going to bode well. That's a house of horrors since Matt Ryan's been up there in Atlanta. I don't think it's going to bode well at all. And old, uh, uh, who's the uh, who was the offensive corner up there? Yeah. Oh, Dirk Cutter. He'd love nothing more than to shove it down their throat. Well, I, I tell you, you brought up Kaepernick. If I, you want to bring a, ba- a backup, you want to make a statement, bring, bring Kaepernick into Buccaneers. You want to sell tickets? How about the game I was at? It's a 23-year low, and it wasn't any better on Sunday. You don't think it's going to be better when the Colts come next Saturday? Oh, shit. There's going to be 10,000 people there, pal. I invited you to go, but you refused. I might well, have, I got to watch I might my Jetsies. And plus, I told you, I might have I'm four. comfortable on my couch. The fact yeah. is, I can watch the Jets on the big screen. And, I, I, and with my son, I got three other games, at least three other games going on. That's why I reference. I have, and I have my own, it's like my own red zone. Instead of watching the games that the red zones decide that they want us to watch, I get to watch them all in its entirety. I just have to turn my head to which TV I want to watch. The Jake Zone? Yeah. How many, That's t- it. I like How that. many TVs are you rocking? I told you, Josh has three TVs set up, and I have my iPad that gets four games on it. It's I like, so I can watch seven I like, different I like games. To come over. I was just doing nothing. That is, <laughs> no, you didn't. In all, you know, in all equality, you did invite me over. We have an hour done. Can you believe that? In the books. This one, you know what I might slap this on? This might just be the Net Show Bucks fan because we spent the entire goddamn hour That's on the unbelievable. Buccaneers. It's unbelievable. Can we promise that no matter what the Bucks do, Bucks do next weekend, we don't kill the hour with Jameis Winston sure, unless he plays a great game. Well, I thought it was a—I mean, there's no hotter topic, in the, maybe in football, than the Jameis Winston saga. I think that was the—the the, the, the cracks in the in the foundations are not no longer cracks. They're gaping holes. So, we'll see what happens, man. But—and it's it just—I told you, going up there for that Cardinal game, it just struck me how— Man, I want this team to be relevant again, man. It just, it burns. It fry. You know how that feels. You, you, your Jets were in two AFC Championship games. And to watch the slide back down is so goddamn aggravating because it takes so long to get back up the hill. It's so true. That's why you got to cherish the good times because not every team is going to be like, you know, what we've seen out of the Patriots or even the Steelers over a long period of time where you know you're going to get to the playoffs and you know you have the capabilities and the quality of a team and coaching staff that's going to have a chance to go to the Super Bowl. That is far and few and in between. You've got to cherish the moments. Look what, As we said, look what happened to Chicago. Look what has happened to the Rams. Yes, they came away with a victory over the Bears Ooh, last they week. Don't look but good they don't look at all. Neither of these teams who are playoff caliber teams last year, Super Bowl contenders, have taken a step back. Cherish every single year that you have a chance to be a good team 
and make it to the playoffs and the Super Bowl contender because you don't know what the next year brings. Yeah, and I'm very envious. It's like, like life. Of, yeah, it's just like life that I referenced earlier. You're envious of the teams like the Steelers. Uh, of course, the Patriots are an anomaly. But the Cowboys, generally the Saints, they're always good. They're always in contention. They're always playing prime games on Sundays or if not well, s- Sunday night. I mean, the Buccaneers haven't been relevant really since the Super Bowl. Well, the Saints since Sean Payton and Drew Brees, another great co- coaching quarterback combination for many, many years that you're not going to see that often. Right. But if you look at the Cowboys, Cowboys had some very bad years. Sure. Awful. Then uh, Prescott came in with Eskiel Elliott. They got an offensive line. And they have come perennial contenders. The problem there is, is it from the top with Jerry Jones as the owner? Or is Garrett just basically there because he's going to listen to Jerry Jones? What is the reason why they haven't been able to get back to the Super Bowl? Well, I noticed this. When, when uh, Garrett drinks, Jerry Jones doesn't speak. So there's some, either one's got a hand up somebody's ass. Like a marionette, if you will. That was a joke for puppet fans I got it. There. Thank you. I got it. It's no holds barred. Podcast with Oswald the Sports Junkie. I'm Jake Jacobson as we wrap up another podcast on this beautiful weather that we're having here in Sarasota. A little cooler, oh a little more fall like, but a little nothing. Cooler. It's no humidity. Absolutely gorgeous. That's the only thing that really made Sunday tolerable. Besides the second games and everything, and and that's another thing. I'm sick and tired of waiting for my team to to wipe the the stool off the damn screen so I can watch a decent ball game. All right, this week we didn't Good. bring up anything oh. about hockey. Nothing about. You know, the baseball uh, uh, midwinter talks. But I don't care. Maybe next week. Let me throw this out and I'll close on this thought. All right, we've seen the, the influx in baseball of smart young minds. Guys, who aren't they old gritty old veterans? You're They're talking not, about the, analytics. The guys. analytics of baseball. Now, granted, it's a totally different sport than football. You can't moneyball football. Or can you? Why come you don't see these bright young guys can't in the it. NFL? Mentioned it last week. Cannot do it. Why? It's a different game. It's it's because it's a uh, coordinated game, uh, like. So what you know, kind of game? Corrugated. You know, coordinated because you got five guys, possibly six on the line of scrimmage. You got the receivers, the backfield. There's just so many things going on in the course of a play. You can't do it. Baseball is one-on-one situation, working the count. It's just the analytics work for baseball. They do not work for football. They probably don't work for basketball. Or hockey, the same kind of thing. There's so many moving parts during the course of a play that it just doesn't work that way, in my opinion, for analytics. I was looking for some kind of hope. Maybe we get one of those. I'll tell you one thing. If the Rays, not only do they get talent on the field, every year their front office gets raided. Buccaneers, go pick up Cal and Kaepernick. Give him a chance. See if he's got anything left. That maybe will carry things over. You can get rid of Jameis Winston maybe for a draft pick or just release the uh, financial situation that you are burdened by with him and a decision that you don't want to have to make. Also, this week, not a great weekend of college football. The only one that makes sense, Ohio State, Penn State. Here's my opinion. It's up at the uh, Big Horseshoe in in Columbus. Ohio State wins big, 45-21. to Penn State's look very apathetic, haven't they? Exactly. That is... Ooh, Ohio State covering the 18, you think? Yes. That's a big number against I, a big powerhouse team. Now, I'm not an Ohio State fan, but I respect what they've done this year. They are worthy of the number one, two uh, rated teams with LSU. But Penn State, who I would love to see win, I just don't see it. I think it's a big win for Ohio State as they move closer to a national championship. All right, this one. Here's my play of the week. Auburn's looking to you know tighten things up for maybe a... Uh, 
Well, SEC it, maybe Eastern Championship. Well, they or, lost or the Georgia <laughs> game. They were down twenty-one nothing. Came back and had a chance to tie it late. They're but on. couldn't get it done. They'll take on, I guess it's homecoming week, Samford. Fred Samford comes calling into Auburn. Not Stamford, Samford. Samford, no T. The T's not only silent, it's not there. The money line, minus 11,000. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're looking to make a cool 100 minus the VIG, go down, lay $11,000, Jake. You can win 90 bucks. And how much can you lose? 11,000. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Well, no, it'd be it'd be eleven hundred because you'd have to put the ten percent fig. It's just insane. Well, that, that, well, that's why they make lines like that. Unbelievable. I love when it goes the other way. Though I've uh, about five, ten years ago when App State beat Michigan on opening day, forty-eight point dogs. They were eleven, about eleven thousand on the money line. Imagine cashing that goddamn ticket. Auburn will not lose to Sanford. Auburn will though have trouble getting it up, not in a sexual way. After that very difficult defeat. At home against Georgia this Speaking past weekend. Speaking of that, I, next show I got a great a review on generic Viagra. Okay, and next also I got to see. I don't want to talk about it now because we're wrapping up the show. Yes. I saw Ford versus Ferrari, the movie with uh, Christian Bell and and Matt Damon about a true story about how Detroit and Ford, the uh, car, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ford, they want to in the sixties they want to compete with Ferrari and build up the marketing aspect. That's how they also got the Mustang. Fabulous. Absolutely four-star movie to see. Nice. Ford versus Ferrari. I saw the ad for it uh, online. It's fabulous. I Speaking of uh, Mustangs, I watched Bullet with Steve McQueen. What a classic. I got it at the Goodwill for 25 cents. All right, Jets at home against Oakland this weekend. I look for the upset there. An AFC type. An an AFL battle. And Buccaneers on this Saturday will sign Colin Kaepernick for a contract for the remainder of the season there's my upset pick of the week well i think the buccaneers lose by four touchdowns i'm not there's no hope hope doesn't live here thanks for listening the hope always lives on the uh joe the joe bucks fan and the no holds barred podcast jake have a great week buddy you too pal and i will talk to you next week only on the no holds barred radio network